Ahsoka is the character that showed me that girls can be cool. Especially, like, <laughs> no, because, like, I was eight. <laughs> And I was like, ew, <laughs> girls are gross. <laughs> and then I saw Ahsoka and I was like, whoa, girls can be cool and do cool stuff just like guys. Can I quote you on that? And then I saw Ahsoka and said, whoa. <laughs> you got to include the girls can be cool part. Otherwise, it sounds weird. Ahsoka reminded, made me realize <laughs> girls can be cool. He's like, I turned from my misogynist ways <laughs> because of the cool animated Jedi girl. And I see came on screen and I said, wow. Hello and welcome back to the Nerdiest Podcast, the show where nerds talk about nerdy things. I'm your host, Nick Barrett, and as always, I'm joined by my fellow co-host, my ride or die, Mr. Jackson Glass. And today, we are going to be talking about the movies and shows that have impacted our lives and impacted us. And, if I mean, if you guys have ever heard, like, the 3 by 3 trend, that's what we're doing. But we needed a better title that wasn't just mm -hmm. our movies and shows 3 by 3 Could, you know, make it a little more interesting. So... That's our main topic for today, but before we jump into that, I want to know how Jackson's week has been, and you know we'll get all that out of the way. So Jackson, how have you been? How have you, how, how you doing? It's been a while. Yo, let me tell you, it's been a week, and you know what? This week has been really good because I've worked a lot on the Nerdiest Podcast Instagram, which you can follow with the link in the description, the Nerdiest Podcast on Instagram, on YouTube, the Nerdiest Podcast for making original content there, leave a five-star review, follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Anyway, anyway, I've gotten to work on that a little bit. It's been a good week. Um, I, and I'm, I'm trying to tell as many people this as possible so that I can feel very normal about it i failed stats this week and so statistics and probability was not not my class this year that's okay we float on uh so it's not it doesn't sound like an easy class though it's not it's like not. it's not like you it's not like didn't try like you tried it just yeah didn't yeah. work out i i made some sacrifices and i tried very hard for that class and it just it just wasn't my time happens to the best of us um last night was kind of crazy because we had like really bad weather and so we uh we were like in our tornado shelter for like 45 minutes and then they're like all right you're good and then we walked out and we were like what are we supposed to do when you leave a tornado shelter you just kind of don't know what to do with yourself because you're wondering like and they were saying like oh it's gonna come back in like an hour so it's kind of the thing where like I can't like I can't do anything because I'm just waiting for the next thing to happen. Right. So it was also really funny because we ordered our dinner at a like on we were on campus. We ordered our dinner and then immediately had to go take shelter. So we didn't eat till like 830. And we were like, all right, we have it's coming back in like an hour. Let's hit Arby's. Like, <laughs> so we risked it all for Arby's. And I'm going to come back to that because um, I did have an interesting question regarding that. Um, movies I watched this week, last night, we watched Tag, if you've ever seen that. Oh, I have it's, seen that. It's actually kind of funny. 
it's actually a really good movie. Uh, rated R, not for the children, but it's really funny. I like that. We also watched A Knight's Tale, if you've ever seen that, with Heath Ledger and Paul Bettany. Um, no. It's pretty good. The second half is a lot better than the first half. And honestly, I think, mm, I don't want to speak for everyone. Personally, way too much of Paul Bettany's butt. Like, it was all over that movie. And I was just, like, not ready for that. No one told me that he was, like, naked for most of the film. <laughs> not most, but, like, so I was not, I was not ready for that. But pretty good movie. I recommend it. And then I also went to Target. And I saw that they had Violent Night on Blu-ray, which was my favorite Christmas movie that came out last year. And so I picked that up and I watched it again. And I just, it's a disgusting movie. Violent Night is horrible. And I love it. It's very fun. Oh, also, I saw John Wick 4 this week. Oh, Let me, me tell you. Oh, yes, we, you also saw John Wick 4. I want to talk about that for a second. Because John Wick 4 is one of the most impressive action movies I've seen in my life. I don't know if I'm just a John Wick stan, because I always I think, have been. I think you might just be a John Wick stan, buddy. But, like, Keanu Reeves, I think, I don't know if you sent it to me, but it was like, he has, like, 300 words in that movie or something like that. Like, his dialogue is, like, cut down. Right. So, he, but he's still... Like, just his physicality of the role and the way he fully commits to it. Like, you can't top Keanu. And there's an interesting thing, like, Anthony Mackie was talking about this, where he was like, you used to go see an, a Schwarzenegger movie. You used to go see a Sylvester Stallone movie. And now it's more like, you go see a Captain America movie. You go see for the character instead of the actor. Right. Where... That's the difference with John Wick is you're going to see a Keanu Reeves movie. Mm -hmm. You are. 100%. He's like one of the last like classic action stars. And so I don't know. I think I'm curious to see where it goes from here. I'm a little nervous, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. John Wick 4 will probably be in my top three for movies this year. That's fair. That's fair. Um. Here's here's what I was thinking about last night, and I asked a ton of people this and got some pretty good answers. If you were sucked into a tornado, but, but, you got to play any song you wanted in its entirety while being sucked into said tornado, and you survive the length of the entire song, and then you die, what song are you playing? That's so morbid. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a hard one, though. Hold on, I gotta think. I can. I have some answers. I would either. I feel like Hamilton would be funny because I just picture me like going in the eye of the hurricane. As I, I was like, gonna say, you gotta go hurricane. Um, I would do Hurricane by Bridget Medler. Um, Another hurricane. Here okay. comes the sun. Here comes the rain. Standing in the eye of the hurricane. Also, one of my favorite answers was um, Sweden from Minecraft. Like, just the most peaceful song ever as you're just getting sucked into this, like, horrible tornado. That someone would be so said, good. Someone said Pennies from Heaven. 
And I thought that was really funny to just be like, every time it rains, it rains, pennies from heaven. And you got to like, think about, though, if it's a long song, would that like would it still be excruciatingly painful? That's what I was wondering. I, I would imagine being sucked around in a tornado is not a um, painless not experience. That's the thing. A lot of people said Freebird, which is a good answer. But I'm like, dude, that sounds like 12 minutes long. It's the like, first you're place my mind your, went. You're prolonging your death. Like, that's hilarious. But you're prolonging your death. Personally, and this might sound really morbid. Oh, no. Um, goodbye from inside would be my choice. Yes. <laughs> that would oh. be my top choice. I'm like, yep. If I'm going <laughs> yep. out, listen to one of my good... favorite songs. That's iconic. What's the... Um... Or probably a For King and Country song. We were talking about like playing a cheesy uh, like Christian radio hit. We're just like, in the eye of the storm, you remain in control. control. Oh, in... ooh. Mm, yeah. Hear There's me out. Hear options. me out. Hear me out. Jesus Take the Wheel, but it's the VeggieTales cover. <laughs> the VeggieTales cover. Oh I'd be okay with gosh. that. What a good option. I can't I... wait to put that in the description and be like, on this episode <laughs> of the podcast, um, Nick and Jackson talk about the movies that shaped them, and you know they also and recap their, their week and their tornado and their death tornado song. songs. <laughs> I, I thought about doing Blown Away by Carrie Underwood. I thought about um, so cliche. I had a really good one. I'm trying to remember what it was. It might come back to me. The most popular one was Freebird, which makes sense. This is but... gonna be our question of the week. I think it yeah, should be our question, question of the week. week. What's, <laughs> What's your tornado your... death song? <laughs> What's your tornado death song? Um, What's that song at the end of Weathering with You, where they're like oh, falling out is, of the clouds? Um, when they're falling out of the clouds, it's Grand Escape. But the one that plays yeah. right before that is um i think it's everything will be all right or it'll grand be all right es grand escape is one that i thought about but no True. one really knows that song so i wasn't gonna say it nah it's <laughs> an underrated hit it's in okay? my playlist it's in my playlist <laughs> yo t minus two weeks till the new makoto shinkai film Let's i already go. got my tickets i'm so uh, excited uh t minus less than a week t minus when this episode movie. comes out t minus two days till the Woo! mario movie I'm doing a my review tickets, with baby. genre geeks. Literally, guys, guys, yeah. this time, next week, same time, next week, next Monday, Mario review, feet genre geeks. I'm so excited because I, I can't. Wait. I can't wait to talk about that movie. It looks this so is, good. I don't. Mm, I don't want to put too much pressure. This might be the episode of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah. We we peaked right here. Episode 100. Yeah, this no, is it. No. Okay. Episode 90, Mario movie. Yeah. Got it. Big year. Big year for us. So. Big year. That's that's what's up. I didn't mean to prolong that, but so makes me. I gotta ask, how was your week? <laughs> well, you might be thinking, you might be watching this episode and thinking, hmm, I thought they were gonna talk about the original Mario movie to lead in to the new one. Okay, mm. here's my answer to that: is um last week. So we had really bad storms last week too. Mm -hmm. So last week I stayed up. And like I was staying up watching the weather, and I was like, okay, let me watch something. Like I'll watch, I'll watch the Mario movie because we're about to do that episode anyway. When I tell you guys that movie was so bad, like it wasn't just a bad movie; it was so bad that like I didn't even have anything to say about it. Like we could not have done an hour-long podcast episode on that movie. That's how bad it was. It like genuinely was not good. It might be. One of the worst movies I've ever watched in my entire life. 
and not even in a like oh it's unironically not like a cars 2 kind of way where it's like yeah. oh it's bad but like at least it's fun to watch no this is just bad so that's why we yeah. changed the episode topic well that and also jackson didn't really have an accessible way to watch it because he doesn't yeah, own I'm, two copies of the I, dvd like i do i pulled it up on just watch and because i was like where can i watch this there's legitimately not a single place to stream this, not even to buy it. Nope. So <laughs> you can buy the DVD on Amazon for two dollars, because I did that. Um, what a waste of two dollars. <laughs> not really. And then I went to McKay's and I got another one for ninety nine cents. So I have a sealed one and an opened one. I don't know why. <laughs> I think there was a part of me that was really hoping I was gonna like this movie. And kind of like in a similar Cars 2 fashion where everyone's like, oh, it's really bad. But then I, I think I was hoping like, oh, well, maybe it's not that bad. No, it was that bad. So I watched that. We'll get into my uh, movie number here in a minute for our uh, movie mm -hmm. watching competition. Yeah. But what else have I done this week? Well, we got 13 minutes of Tears of the Kingdom gameplay. I, I, uh... I promise I won't dive into it I too much. Wait. I'm very excited. The game looks amazing. Um, they revealed a pro controller, which I was able to get, and the collector's edition also went back in stock, and I got one of those at Walmart, which I usually never shop at Walmart, but I'm also not going to complain, because I now got a collector's edition, so I'm very excited for all of that coming in literally like a month and a half, so that's very cool, and April, I, I'm telling you, April's just going to fly by, especially doing two podcasts that are yep. weekly. April's going to be like, I'm going to blink and it's going to be May 1st. Uh, so I did that. I watched a bunch of movies this week and well, actually that's a lie. I watched a lot of movies last week and not a lot of movies this week. Um, I watched Dragon Ball Evolution, the live action Dragon Ball movie. It's another really bad one, but I watched oh. it just cause like, I feel like as a filmmaker, you can't make movies if you don't watch bad movies. Cause you have to watch bad movies to know what makes a bad movie a bad movie. Yeah. So I watched it and I was like, what's bad about this? It's just a completely unfaithful adaptation of Dragon Ball. Like, and yeah. it looks like it had a shoestring budget. So yeah. I also watched Sleeping Beauty, which I found found out this week. I had not watched Sleeping Beauty ever. Like, I knew enough about it to talk about it circumstantially and know what happens, but I'd never watched it in its entirety. And it's it's okay. You know, I it's definitely Sleeping a 1959 Beauty. movie. I mean, I watched it growing up, but I watched it like in its entirety on a cruise once. And it was, I only watched it because it was on and I wanted to eat my ice cream. I will so. say, this is one of my new favorite images. It'll probably end up on the Instagram. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah. the, the prince with his horse, <laughs> I don't know why it's so that funny. Is, it makes that me is laugh funny. Every time caption contest um, <laughs> i do have a i do have a hot take i want to come back to about oh. um disney movies but we can do our movie watching contest um yes and the last thing i'll note for my week is i sat down this week and i'm so proud of myself and i thought you know what i want to write a movie i want to write a film because i can sit here and say oh well you know christian movies are kind of lame so like yeah Nah, but you know, it's one thing to sit there and criticize, but if you're going to criticize and you want do something, something to change, about it. you got to do something about it. So yeah. I sat down and my goal was 90 pages and I'm currently 31 pages in on this script. And it's it's definitely like a first draft script, mm -hmm. but 
I'm going somewhere and I'm kind of just writing it as I go and not really worrying about too much of the pre-planning. Like I'll go back and mm -hmm. obviously touch it up and do more drafts yep. later, but I'm just trying to get through it. Um, so yeah, that's been really fun to sit through and do that. But movie watching competition for those who don't know, Jackson and I are racing to see who can watch a hundred movies first in 2023. We don't know what the winner gets yet. That's still kind of up in the air. Um, but last last episode we were what one apart yeah um, we were like one or two apart if i okay. remember correctly what's what's Tell your me. what's your current number i want to know I your want number you to first. go first I no want i need go you to first. go first <laughs> okay i don't remember the number last week it was like 30 something it was like 30 well i think you were at um, 31 because i was at 32 yeah this week I'm just, I hate this because I know you're like way ahead of me. Nah, um, maybe not. I don't know. I'm currently, as of now, April 1st, 2023. This is not a joke. 35 movies. Amen. I have 35. <laughs> what? You're probably at like 52. Like what? <laughs> so my current count, as of April 1st, 2023, this is not a joke. Including rewatches, I'm currently at 45. Are you... Get a job. Get I'm trying! <laughs> Listen. I watched... How many did I watch since the last episode? Um, okay, Jesus I Revolution think... would have been the first one. So two, six, ten, thirteen. I've watched... In two weeks? Four. I think thirteen in two weeks isn't that bad. That's basically one movie a day. Yeah. That's not terrible. I There was definitely a world where I got up to 50 before this episode. Um, but I also did a lot of writing this week, so yeah. I I yeah. didn't watch movies. I'm just so. saying Tears of the Kingdom is right around the corner. No, it's true. That's what, that's, that was part of my motivation was like, okay, I need to like have mm -hmm. a nice little mm -hmm. buffer built in so when I'm not watching movies and he's catching up, it's not like he's going to surpass yeah. me or anything. Um I also just, I don't know, this week I haven't just, usually if I'm doing work, like I can sit on the couch and do work with a movie, but right. the work I've been doing this week, I've been out doing it and it's just not ideal movie watching conditions. So yeah, we'll keep you updated on that. Um, I, I I've, been you doing, quick, huh? I've been doing a lot of video editing and it's really hard to watch movies while editing. Yeah. Um, because you have to be focused on what you're editing. So yeah. it's I will what I will do when I'm video editing and want to watch a movie is I will get I will knock out the sound editing. Like Ooh. once I have a rough cut and then all the sound editing done and I'm just like color grading or doing graphics, then I can watch a movie and I don't even need to wear my headphones. Oh, did you want to mention your short film? Up, oh, up for a couple I awards? Do you want to mention the short film? Uh Nothing insane, but oh, the man. short film short film that we worked on, we mentioned in the last episode, went up for a couple couple little local awards. Nothing insane. Um, no, we're actually at Sundance. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, I will keep... I'll let you know what wins. This is just a tiny small town festival, but it's kind of it's kind of cool to be like, okay, something something I made like is like it's it's out there. Like that's cool. 
And um, even if it doesn't win, it's still really cool to yeah, be nominated. No, it's awesome. They're going to play it in the theater, and I get to like see it on the big screen. It's going to oh, be really gonna cool. It's going to be so cool. I wish I could um, be there. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm currently... Um, I'm currently researching the Amazon Prime Video Direct service, um, which low-key is really easy. Like, I've thought about doing that for a long time. It's really easy. So that's kind of, that's really encouraging to be like, oh my gosh, like, I like this is doable. Right. Like, you can just go make short films and put them out. So I'm really excited. I think it's a bright future. Um I hope everyone can see it somehow. It's just not the kind of project I can just slap on YouTube, if that makes sense. Yeah. So. Like, you want to... you wanna Take it a little I, more seriously. I, yeah. That's yeah. that's what I was looking for. Yeah. So, I believe you had a little bit of a hot take before we go into our three by three. Okay. So, I was watching Beauty... Uh, not Beauty and the Beast. I was watching Sleeping Beauty this week. And something that I realized <laughs> is... And it's something that movies don't do a lot anymore but it's really prevalent in older disney movies is how the music in and of itself is a character because mm -hmm. i'm watching beauty and the beast and the music is so timed to what's happening almost like they did the music and then animated around it instead of the other way around and i just wish we did that more i think that's a really cool aspect because in sleeping beauty there was not a lot of dialogue and the music, which which is why I say the music is more of a character, is because the music did a lot of the talking and conveyed a lot of the story. And I just wish we did that more. I think that's like, listen, mm -hmm. I'm going to sit here and say, we need more classic Disney style movies where like yeah. the princess sings and like can talk to animals and sing and attract animals and the music is so dynamic and like not that there's anything wrong with the way we score mm -hmm. movies now i just think it's something that we used to do that we should get back to doing mm -hmm. because it was kind of cool not for every single movie ever right right but for a couple it would be really cool so that's my hot take is i um, agree we I need agree with more that. dynamic music i can agree with that because it's like I don't know. I think DreamWorks currently has some of the best soundtracks for animated movies, at least. I think DreamWorks is kind of killing the game on that. But, like, I see where you're coming from, and I think we need to kind of look at what we have and say, just because we have all of the technology available to us doesn't mean it's all good and we should use it all. I think it'd be dope to really <laughs> say... What? What? What'd you say? Mm, huh? Huh? Someone say AI? What? Anyway, um, I think that it would be dope to release a hand-drawn animated movie in 2023. Oh, with, like, absolutely. An orchestra. And I think we need to, like, we need to get some movies where it's, like, we take that old style and, like, that same process, which is a beautiful art form, and just you do that with what we have now. Right. And we could knock it out of the park. Like merge so. the two mm -hmm. together, which is why movies yep. like Puss in Boots and Spider-Verse get a lot of acclaim is because they're doing yeah. that. They're combining yeah. the old style with the new stuff and it looks really good. So yeah. we need more of that. More and more. Okay. So our top nine, this is like when I was looking into this on like what shows and movies, this is just shows and movies, no games or music. That would be a whole nother thing. Uh, we need like an 18 by 18. Yeah. For that. So the top nine, when you can correct me if I'm wrong, 
I saw this as what media kind of changed who I am just in my personality, but also as a creator of like what what made me want to make what I make. I looked at it in a very similar way. So yeah, yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. So do you want to go first or? Um, so I was going to ask how you want to do this. Uh, one, are we going to, are we going to spiral inward? Yes. Like follow it and spiral inward. I, I ranked mine in order of most influential. I, I mean, I kind of did that. No, I changed. I'll take that back. I did it in order of time. So like, the shows at the beginning are shows that I was influenced by a kid. And then it's like, it gets more like recent as it goes on. I did not do that. I just kind of slapped them I on did, there. Cause I, I, I built it as off. I went. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want me to do all nine or do you want to go back and forth? Cause we could do, I want to, I'll do all nine and then we talk about it or we can go back and forth. I kind of want to go back and forth. All right, cool. Cool. My first one is one that got added today. I almost missed it. Is uh, Lego Ninjago. This show. show. Yeah, the show. The show. Okay. Um, such a good show. This was like my one of my favorite childhood shows because it was just so cool. Like these ninjas. Like, first of all, ninjas are cool. But also like there's dragons and th- there's a four-headed dragon, and they've got these really cool elemental powers. And, like, I also really love the Lego sets. Ninjago is, mm-hmm. I would say, the show that started the domino effect of me, like, starting my Lego YouTube channel. And I know that kind of sounds like, oh, that's kind of cringe. But also, Lego like, hey, these are the shows and movies that impacted us, and it did impact me because that was, like, Ninjago was also like I did my own fan Ninjago stop motion thing. Like that was one of my first big writing projects. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be a crime to leave it off this list. But it is such a good show. Hot Take should have ended at season ten, and now they're on like season sixteen. Um, yeah, it like, should have ended a ended, long time ago. It like ended, and now it's like making a triumphant return as if it wasn't done for like less than a month. So. Yeah. I did. I it made me think of a really good meme I saw earlier, and I found it. And it's this. It's like the the guy singing "I'm Only Human After All," <laughs> and it says Sensei Wu after abducting three teens and a robot to fight against his bloodlusted demonic psychopathic <laughs> brother. <laughs> said I'm only human after all. It's like <laughs> I thought that was really funny. It's so true. <laughs> okay, keep in mind, I'm going all the way back, oh, all boy. the way back at the beginning. But it's in the really weird. The, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So, way back in the beginning, I had to look back and kind of realize how much this impacted me, which is weird to kind of connect the dots in your brain of like what you did as a kid and what you do as an adult and realize how it's the same. So here I am with my first item on the list being VeggieTales. Yo! So let me explain. Growing up in like a Christian household, VeggieTales was like the stuff because it was a quality media that wasn't like... And the climate for children's media is completely different now. Like, Yeah. 
12 years later but even then like you had to be careful what your kids watched that's just part of being a parent and VeggieTales was the one thing you could trust as like oh this is just fun it's so like it's solid like you don't have to worry about it and so I ate it up left no crumbs and the stories were fun the characters were iconic but the most impactful thing for me were silly songs with Larry and I think amen let me tell you sport utility vehicle slaps pizza angel slaps gated community slaps I would dare say not not a single silly song misses no they just they they don't miss and looking at my music career now, which you can listen on Spotify and Apple Music as Jackson Glass, I was kind of like, where did like funny, like high quality, but like kind of silly music comes from? I was like, oh my gosh, I just wanted to make silly songs with Larry. That's all I wanted to do. And now at like 19 years old, I'm doing it. And right. it's just insane to look back at that, like that progression. So VeggieTales impacted me the most. It was also like a Christian media that I was like, oh, Christians can do media. Like, right. okay, I'll give it a shot. So here I am. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and piggyback off of VeggieTales because it's on mine. It's not the next one, but it's, mm-hmm. it's on mine. So we can go ahead and talk about it. I would also agree as, you know, being that good Christian homeschool kid, VeggieTales was among that list of shows that I was allowed to watch. And it was actually really good. Like it did show, hey, Christians can make good content that gets the story across in an entertaining way that also doesn't feel preachy, which is, you know, give or take kind of the issue with you know, meaning now. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> for me, one, Silly Songs with Larry also slaps. But I think just how much VeggieTales has influenced my life in the sense of, like, I'll be downstairs with my mom and we'll reference stuff from VeggieTales like it's just naturally a part of the conversation. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember what we were talking about, but we somehow brought up like slapping people with fishes from yes, from Jonah. From the Jonah movie, yeah. And or oh, it was some one of my friends didn't know, didn't understand the reference, and I was telling my mom about it, and she was like, "I don't think you can be friends with that person anymore." And I'm like, "No, you're <laughs> probably right. If you don't understand the VeggieTales reference, sorry, we can't be friends." Get out. So. But I was just, I loved VeggieTales, like the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything mm-hmm. and Larry Boy, and it just was all there. And I still have the aspiration of one day shooting an overly dramatic music video for a silly song. For Pizza Angel. It has for to Pizza be Pizza Angel. Angel. It has to be Pizza Angel. Like, just get so dramatic with it. Mm. And mm, I'm going to do it That's one day. That's so good. That's so good. All right. Well, I guess I can go again because yeah, you also. Yeah, because I just did yeah, one. Yeah. So. so, moving forward a little bit in time, I got a little older, and this was before we cut our cable. I was too young to watch this show, but thank God I did watch it because it changed the chemistry in my brain. Uh-oh. And the show was pretty ahead of its time, to be honest, for the show. And so my next influential show was iCarly, which, oh. like, that show's cringe. It's pretty cringe. But it's kind of hilarious, kind of inappropriate now that I think about it. Like, I probably wouldn't let my kids watch that, like, that young. That's why we ended up cutting our cable. Um, but just that, like, 
the whimsy of the early internet in that show just appealed to me so much. The whole, like, oh, we get to be, like, stars, but we don't have to go to, like, Hollywood. And we don't have to, like... Like, I could... Anyone can do it. And that's what was so appealing to me. And there's old videos me and my sister made. We had the web show of fun. That's what... That's, like, that's just what we did. Like, it was really goofy and stupid. But looking back, I'm like, that's what I'm doing right now. Like, right. this is, that, that's what I'm doing right now. Like, I did it, Mom. Like, I'm here. And <laughs> Look so, at me, Mom. I made it. And so it's kind of like, like, that, that's where that came from. Like, that just desire to be not an internet creator, but an internet creator, essentially. And just, like, that creative process. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Freddie is literally me. Like, the goofy tech guy that just, like, wants to make a good video. Like, that's me. And so, I don't know. It's weird. Like I said, it's weird to say. And we'll get into some more serious media later down the line as I got older. But, like, that show, it impacted me. And it made me want to keep making videos. There you go. I think that's I currently changed my life. Nice. Well, here. Uh, mine's not in this order, but I will say them in, like, I'll go in a similar order. Mm-hmm. My next one, and I got to bring it to represent Christmas movies, but the Polar yeah. Express, mm. I still watch that movie to this day. And I will, I will die on the hill. It is arguably the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Like it, and I've talked about it before on podcast episodes, like the layered meanings of if you're religious, you can take one meaning away. If you're not religious, you can take it another way. If you're somewhere in between, you can take it this way. And nothing about the movie changes. Like it's the same movie. Just you can interpret it in all these different ways built into it without having to be like, well, if you read this article online, that's how the movie plays out. And also, like, say what you want about the animation. I'm not going to say it's perfect, but I don't think it looks bad. <laughs> like, I think there are animated movies that come out now that look worse than the Polar Express. So, yeah. I mean... Here's the thing. It's the, the, the mocap that throws people off. Something, just because something is bad, if nothing else, it's memorable. Right. That's what I've kind of learned is like the Polar Express hits that uncanny valley of like, that's kind of weird. But like after like 30 minutes, your eyes adjust to it and you're like, this is just an animated movie. It's fine. Exactly. And it's memorable. So it, also, they were trying. as a kid, and actually not even as a kid, still now, I love trains. Trains are so cool. There's just something so cool about steam trains, man. All aboard. Oh, I need. To, oh, hold on. We have, we're doing honorable mentions, and I'm uh, I'm about to cut one of my honorable mentions for a different one. Are you putting Thomas the Tank Engine? On I am. Honorable <laughs> mentions. I can't so not valid. mention it. That's so. But valid. we'll get to it later. Okay. Next up, and I'm gonna need. I might need to defend this a little bit, but hear me out. The Force Awakens. Uh, so, defend. Go. Let me tell you. The Force Awakens was the first big theater experience of my life. Really? Yeah. There, In 2015? Yeah. What a loser. Because 
I saw... <laughs> well, the thing is, I saw a ton of movies in theaters growing up, but I don't think it clicked in my mind that, like, the movie theater could be, like, a communitive experience until The Force Awakens. Okay, actually, because, never mind. I rescind my comment. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. So... And I wasn't I wasn't even really a big Star Wars guy until The Force Awakens, which like, oh my gosh, fake fan. I was like 14, okay? I wasn't like I wasn't like going to see Revenge of the Sith in the theater, like no. So I just kind of went I was like I've seen Star Wars and I liked Star Wars, but then I saw The Force Awakens and I felt like we it was like December and we lived in Seattle at the time, so it's freaking below freezing, like standing outside this theater. And I was like freezing. I'm with like my whole family and like everyone is in line. We stood in line for tickets, which like I would never do that ever today. We stood in line to go to the glass booth and get tickets. Like, who does that anymore? That's so that so was so pre twenty twenty, so magical, so pre twenty twenty. That is so true. And I sat down in the theater and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be really good." Like, I like Star Wars. And then it's the big, but uh, and it's just applause erupts in the theater, and like everyone there was like crying and applauding, and the whole the whole movie was like that. The whole movie, everyone was like, boo, yeah, yeah. It was like watching a play. Right. Like, this this is a screen, and we're going, yeah, woo. And so that was, I think, impactful for me because it started my Star Wars kick, like, truly, as, like, a real Star Wars fan. But it also, like, that's when it clicked in my brain that movie theaters are awesome. So there you go. That's my defense. The movie itself, I think, is okay. So... It's more about we'll, the experience. We'll eventually come back and debate the sequel trilogy. We have to at some point. Yes, yes. Because, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say The Force Awakens is bad. Mm-hmm. I think The Last Jedi is better. And apparently just... I'm wrong in thinking that. But I uh, okay, uh, as long as we can all agree The Rise of Skywalker is the worst, I think that's no, okay. literally. <laughs> we can debate the other two, but as long as we all agree, yeah. the, third, the third one is the worst. Oh, it's trash. Uh, speaking of third movies... My next one is Toy Story 3 mm, for okay. a childhood reason, but also an, a, an adult reason uh, to like transition into like my more mm-hmm. recent more serious feelings. Media. So Toy Story 3, first of all, huge Toy Story fan. I And Toy Story is kind of here to represent like my Disney movies too, because it's... The, Oh my gosh, it's the only Disney movie on here. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, spoiler alert, I guess. But I was a big Toy Story fan as a kid. I had Woody and Buzz, and I wrote my name on the bottom of their like shoes in Sharpie, and it was great. And those were always my favorite Pixar movies. And then Toy Story 3 came out. And here's a fun little story for those who don't know. So Toy Story 3 released <laughs> on June 18th, 2010. I, I was eight. I was so excited. My mom like took a half day at work and we were going to go see Toy Story 3 and we get to the theater and when we get to the theater, she gets a phone call and I'm like, oh, probably just like an easy work phone call and then Mm -hmm. we go in. So I'm sitting in the car waiting like all excited and stuff. I got my Buzz and Woody and I'm ready to go and uh, she gets off the phone and she starts backing out of the parking lot. And I'm like, wait, wh- wh- 
what? We're gonna Where are we going? <laughs> and she was like, oh, the birth mom just called. She's having your sister. She's in labor right now. We need to go. <laughs> I was so mad <laughs> at my not yet born <sighs> sister <laughs> because I couldn't go see Toy Story 3. <laughs> I had to wait like a week. I love my sister to death. Oh, yeah. Like, and I give her a hard time for it now, like as a joke, because like, oh, obviously she had no control over it. But it was just so funny to me that like as a kid, that's that was what ruined my whole day was like, you're about to be a big brother. You know, you're going to have a younger mm -hmm. sister. Like, it's going to be great. No, I'm mad. I wanted to see Toy Story 3. Like, what do you what? Mm -hmm. So those two things will forever be linked together. But. My more like recent reason is I watched it recently and I mentioned it on a previous podcast episode, yeah. but I cried at the end of Toy Story 3, which I don't cry at anything. Like it takes an insane amount to make me cry. Mm -hmm. I'll get sad and emotional and like feel sad, but I don't cry. At the end of Toy Story 3, when Andy is with Bonnie and like giving away his toys and like they're sitting on the on the porch watching him drive away to leave for college. I couldn't control it, man. Mm -hmm. And it hits different now. Like, it obviously didn't hit me as an eight-year-old. But now, as someone who's gone through that entire experience and, you know, done the whole, I have to leave toys behind. I have to move to college. You know, the car is packed from, you know, floor to ceiling with stuff. And, like, you got to really push to get your trunk closed. And just all of that combined together with the music and everything finally got broken. me. So, broken. Broken. <laughs> Oh. God bless yeah. Toy Story for making yeah. me cry. Thanks um, for nothing. <laughs> but, you know, also having to wait a week because, you know, I got a sister. Like, my sister, we yeah. went and picked up my sister because yeah, she was adopted. I like, saw that what? in theaters. I saw it in theaters, like, twice. Imagine. Um, cringe. Moving on. This one is, I won't have as much to say about this one, but I think Saturday Night Live impacted me more than I think, more than I think it did. That's a long um, show. Because... I used to, like, I wasn't allowed to watch shows like that growing up. And so I watched So Random, which is Disney's crap version of sketch comedy, which is low-key a pretty good show, but it's it's not that good. Um, So Saturday Night Live was a show that I was, like, it was one of those shows as a kid where it would come on, like, a promotional would come on like at Target on the on their TV section. And I'd be like, when I grow up, I'm going to watch that show. And like late night TV was so, it appealed to me so much, but I wasn't old enough. So when I got old enough, like watching these old episodes of Saturday Night Live with like Steve Martin or even like the old air quote old with like Amy Poehler and like Andy Sandberg and like Fred Armisen, like, that those are my fate that's my favorite era after watching a ton of episodes on hulu and i think like just the impact of watching sketch comedy after like wanting to do that for so long was just like oh this is what i want like this is what i want to do this is my content and so like so random saturday night live like portlandia like those kind of like sketch comedy shows i think influenced what i wanted to make for a lot of years so you can go back some of my early YouTube days, like 
some of those sketches are like really cringy, but I thought they were awesome. I was like, sketch comedy is the future. And even though I've pulled away from that a little bit, like I've found a way to still incorporate that into a lot of the things I do, even for like when other people want videos and stuff from me. So I just think like I had to, I had to mention the impact of sketch comedy on my life. I had to share that. <laughs> I think that's fair. Had to be that's there. understandable. Do you want to know what my show? I mean, it's not on my list, but when you were like, that's the show I'm going to watch as an adult. Um, mm -hmm. It was Parks and Rec. Yeah. Because I remember listening to my yes. aunt and uncle talk about it. And I was like, ooh, can I watch it? It's got Chris Pratt in it. And they're like, oh, yeah. not till you're older. And I'm like, oh, when I'm uh -huh. older, I'm yep. going to watch Parks and Rec. And then I did. Yep. It was really good. It didn't make it, it on the show. list. Well, you know what show did make it on my list, though? In a similar vein to Parks and Rec? The Office. Mm, I, I, yeah. It was a toss-up. There were a couple others. But I also felt like this 3x3 three three would not be, like, it would not be accurate without The Office. Because that was the first sitcom that I ever sat down and watched. And it's just so good. Like, I, my recent kick, instead of watching movies, has been to watch, like, clips from The Office while I'm eating lunch or whatever, because mm -hmm. there is an infinite amount of clip compilations on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I, I've been like kind of rewatching it through that. And then when I go to small group on Mondays, um, we will, we watch like an episode of the office. If I get there early enough yeah. before we start, we watch an episode <laughs> of the office. So it's great. Um, it's iconic, but I'm watching it and it's just such a good show. And when people say it couldn't be made now, that is, absolutely a hundred percent true and i think that's what makes it so good is it's like mm -hmm. almost a period piece in a way um of like pre-2010s comedy and i mean it's kind of funny but mm -hmm. you know like some of it you're like yeah. oh, that oh, that was pushing that was skirting the line even then um but the one thing the one big thing and this is another hot take i guess is um i think jim and pam should be the standard for romantic relationships. I'm serious. I think if you can't find someone who looks at you and treats you and loves you the same way that Jim loves Pam or Pam loves Jim, you shouldn't be with that person. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> if you I ain't understand. got if you ain't got a Pam to your Jim or a Jim to your Pam, it ain't it. It ain't it. Wow. Like just especially how they develop that relationship. Because in a very similar vein to, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, is Jim and Pam never break up. Yeah. It's, they don't do the traditional, like, Ross and Rachel, like, oh, we're going to break up. And, oh, it's so sad. And, oh, we're going to get back together. Like, they stay together. And they work through the hard things that make life hard. Like, relationships are hard. They're not easy. And they mm -hmm. work through that together, which is how life is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So that's another reason why I say it should be the standard. But then... My favorite Jim and Pam moment, which I guess spoilers for a show that's over 10 years old. Like, <laughs> chill out. Um, my two favorites are when um, Pam's dad or her parents get divorced. And then she asks Jim, what did you tell him? And mm -hmm. he tells her, like, oh, I told your dad how I feel when you walk in a room. You know, I never doubted for a second that you're the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. Like, those kind of things. And then towards mm -hmm. the end of the series, where Pam has a lot of doubts, which I know it's kind of like a hit or miss mm -hmm. with the last seasons, but th that's the one thing they kind of handled well. Um, where 
she's like, what if I'm not enough for you? And then he puts together this entire video compilation of their relationship up until this point mm -hmm. and is like, not enough for me. You're everything to me. Yeah. Like, that is just, oh, so mm -hmm. good. The Office in and of itself is They're a great amazing. show. But that, Pim and Jim. Yeah. Pim and Jim. Pam and Jim Pim should be the standard for <laughs> romantic <jam>. relationships. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, The Office is not on my list. But as you're saying those things, I was like, it might need to be. Because the I office, know. that like mockumentary style was also something I was fascinated with. And I shot a lot of videos like that in high school. And I was like kind of fascinated by that. And I entered an Instagram contest like junior year where they were like, recreate a scene from the office. And the winner gets like a shout out or something on some office meme page with like 10,000 followers or something like that. And I was like, okay, bet. And I put my heart into it. And I won. And they DM'd me and they were like, this is like the most effort anyone has ever put into any of this contest. Like you destroyed it. And so that was almost kind of validation of like, okay, I'm good at video. Like I can do this. I got this. And I can't believe I never thought about that. Huh. The office should probably be on my list, but it's not. Anyway, honorable mention the office. All right. My next one. Hear me out. Hear me out. Oh boy. WandaVision. Here we go. WandaVision. Because, let me tell you, I don't think I've ever felt a stronger community around a show that was going weekly. It was the start of Marvel's shows back when they were good. And if you, I've gone through my Instagram archive a couple times when WandaVision was going. And I look back and kind of cringe because I was so incredibly into it and like I would post on my story about it every day and I would just be freaking out like what is happening this is insane and then like ah, I felt like there was a creativity to it that like just inspired me of like oh they're recreating sitcoms and they're doing different styles and it's one of those like insanely creative shows that just was it was the thing. WandaVision was it when it was on. And I think, like, just as a creative, it inspired me incredibly. And so I don't think I've felt a stronger community around a weekly show than WandaVision still. WandaVision was Jackson's Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. Like, yes, I'm going to be was. real. If you, yes, if you go back and listen to those early 2021 episodes up until we reviewed WandaVision... He would not stop talking about it. No. <laughs> like it, yeah. every episode, we talked about WandaVision. It was I was great. A stan. I was, and I totally in. agree. Because like Elizabeth Olsen is a queen. Like, mm -hmm. come on, Life. one of the best, one of the only Marvel characters I still am invested in. I really hope they bring her back. Girl, Otherwise, you might have lost me permanently outside of ah. Loki season two and Guardians. So, <laughs> WandaVision is very good. Um, please don't die though. That would that would be bad. <clears throat> I'm okay. He's okay. He's actually I just, I'm, no. I'm not gonna say that. I just um, got the crud. Anyway, oh, which one? I guess I'll do this one because then I can get back on my um my circle. So you might have noticed we're uh, going on number six, and I still haven't mentioned an anime. Well, let me fix that. Um, we all knew it was gonna be here. My Hero Academia. This show, it might be a stretch if I say it changed my life, but. For me, 
it was it was just one of those shows that came in my life at the right time because I was going through a depressive phase. And I was like, I, I'll watch this silly show about a silly little guy who wants to be a hero. And then I got really into it. Like, I could relate to Deku on a personal level. And I made a whole video about it a while ago. It was the school project, but I did it anyway. Um, and just his story of, like, people telling him, you can't be a hero because XYZ was very parallel to where I was at in my life where I had just told some family members that like hey i want to go to film school and they're like no you can't go to film school because xyz so like those things lining up and the fact that he went and did it anyway despite all of those people telling him that he couldn't do it and then i was going to do it anyway despite all of the people telling me not to do it just was so relatable and it also i would argue is my comfort media because after like, I got out of a relationship, I started reading the manga, and that became my, like, comfort thing was reading the manga, but also in reading the manga, one, got me into manga, which has been such a huge inspiration creatively, but then, like, I don't know, it just changed my life, it's my favorite anime of all time, and everybody will say, like, mid-hero academia, and I'm like, okay, that's a subjective opinion, I mean, yeah. you think One Piece <laughs> is good, but shouldn't take a thousand episodes to be good. Anyway, I've just triggered whoa, the entire anime whoa, fan whoa. base. Whoopsies. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think saying changed my life sounds dramatic, but, like, it's true. So, no, it's true. If you look like, at it from, like, a definition uh-huh. standpoint, yeah. It just sounds weird to be like, changed my life, but, like, I guess it did, so. Um, moving on, and this this might be a double another double up on both of ours. I'm going to say that community really impacted me is that on your list it is in my honorable mentions what it's not even in the nine no you're a bigger community fan than i am i know it was so hard oh because i i had i swapped it out for veggie tales oh I don't know how I feel it was, about that. It was so hard because it, it didn't feel right to put community in over the office, like mm. to swap those out. But it also didn't feel right to not have VeggieTales. And that was yeah. the one thing that I couldn't get rid of. That's hard. That's hard. So well, it's in my honorable I think, mentions. I think community was one of those shows that I just kind of started on a whim. Um, back when I, I used to like work out every other day during quarantine, I was uh. like, well, might as well get swole. I did not get swole. But... We, I just would prop up my iPad and watch Community. And what was really funny is it got to a point where I'd be like, well, I'm going to go work out, and then I would just watch Community. <laughs> so my mom eventually caught on to me. She was like, I know when you go to work out in jeans, you're just there to watch TV. And I was like, that's based. No, no. My mom showed me a reel the other day. There was like, it was this, um, it was this video where it's like, what's the most what's the most fat thing you've ever done? And I'm like, oh, ooh, oh I don't know where no. this is going. And it was this woman explaining, like, I put on my sweats, like I'm going to the gym. I take a spray bottle with me. And then I go out and I get Chick-fil-A. And then I sit in the parking lot of the gym and I eat Chick-fil-A. And then before I go home, I spray my forehead 
and I spray my armpits and like I spray myself with this water bottle. So it looks like I've been sweating. But in actuality, I just went and got Chick-fil-A. Uh, and I was like, no, actually, that is something I would that's do. That's based. That is something you absolutely would do. <laughs> I believe that entirely. I'm yeah, like, I think community, community was just the first show that I watched that made me realize that shows can be weird. And because I watched The Office, I watched Parks and Rec, I'd seen Friends, and those are all, like, air quote, normal shows, where Community was the first thing I watched that made me go, oh, that's kind of weird. And I think I can look at, like, stuff I'm making now, stuff I want to make. Like, even our short film was, like, kind of inspired, like, oh, this is weird. Like, this is really weird. And I just, that kind of comedy... And that kind of writing was foreign to me before Community. And I've seen the impact that it's had on me of like, this is just like, it's just like this, oh, what the heck? Like, and it's just, it's just an insanely creative show. The way that they would parody movies and like it, 10 out of 10, just such a good show. Even the last two seasons that Yahoo made, I think are great. So you can fight me on that if you want. No, I won't fight you. I think they are good. They're not they're not like peak community, but they're still no. good. Like no. they're enjoyable and I think that's what matters. Is still a, better know, than the still better than the gas leak year. It can be object Okay, hold on. The gas leak year wasn't that bad. Like I disagree. We could, we'll do a whole episode on community in the future Again. probably before <laughs> the movie comes out. Uh, what do you mean? We haven't done a community episode in like three years. Yeah, that's why I said again, because we did do one. It's just been a hot minute. Also, never forget, you recommended Community to me, and you hadn't even finished it yet, and I finished it before you did. Yeah. Like, that's insanely cringe, by the way. Yeah, well, sorry some of us want to actually remember the shows we watch. What are you talking about? I remember the show better than you do. Yeah, because you've seen it four times. (laughs) That's true. I'm about to start watching (laughs) it again. What's your point? Uh no, I really love community. I, I agree with everything you say. The one I mean the one thing I don't like about it is how they kinda mix and match the couples, which I think mm-hmm. if they could have gotten that down and kind of stuck to one, even if it was like even if you did like a Ross and Rachel with Jeff and Britta mm-hmm. as opposed to like, oh, we're gonna throw Annie in here. We're gonna throw like, oh, maybe Britta and Troy, or like maybe Annie and Troy, or like Annie mm-hmm. and Abed. Like you didn't need to do a, like, how many combinations can we get? But other than that, it is an in, yeah. it's incredibly yeah. good sitcom. If you have not seen it yet, it's on Netflix. You should watch it. Speaking of things Highly that are on Netflix, oh, this is probably going to be a double girl. up for tall both girl, of us. Tall girl, tall girl, <laughs> tall girl didn't change your life? No, I'm actually going to talk about The Kissing Booth. Um, oh, The Kissing Booth 3. <laughs> I'm here to talk about The Kissing Booth 3. That's The one that has Mario Kart in it. Um, <laughs> no, this would probably be a double up for both of us, or it might be an honorable mention. Uh, Bo Burnham's Inside oh, is another thing that, is that on my changed list. my life. Because, one, the music is killer. I listen mm-hmm. to the music weekly, if not daily. Uh, Bo Burnham was my most listened to artist last year and is probably on track to do it again this year. We'll see. Uh, there's a there's a J-pop band who might beat him out. I don't know. Um, but one, as someone who was in film school when this came out, it showed me how realistic it is to do something like this by yourself. You do uh-huh. not need a big crew to do it. You can do it by yourself, which was kind of reaffirming for me 
as someone who had been a YouTuber doing it all by myself. Um, but also the music really helped, you know, how do I want to say this? It, it helped validate feelings that aren't normally validated by music. Like those weird feelings that you don't know what to do with. And you kind of like, you just want to veg out and just kind of like be sad for a half hour and then call it a day. And that's what, that's what inside the inside music does for me is like, if I'm in a bad mood or I'm stressed or depressed, um, you just pop on inside for a half hour, uh, and I'm all good. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there was another thing I was going to say, but I don't remember what it was. Um, well, Inside is on my list. I was not mentally prepared to talk about it yet, but here we are. I how? think we're getting close to the we, end. What do you mean? No, it wasn't. It was. I had another one before it. Okay. Oh. Um. <laughs> so Inside, it. I watched it. It was another one I watched on a whim. I was just like, whatever. I watched it by myself at one in the morning. Horrible idea. Horrible idea. No, that's like a great idea. Actually, I legitimately. Because I had no idea what it was. I think I had to take maybe two days to recover mentally. Just from, just for, like, being no expectation, watching that by yourself at 1 a.m., I was not in a good place. So, but I've watched it, like, two times after, and I just appreciate the artistry. Like, this man, this man, by himself, made probably the best variety special I've ever seen. Yep. And by 100%. himself. And I think what was so fascinating to me, this is kind of piggybacking off your comment was inside is just YouTube at the highest level possible. He is at heart a, a child of the internet. And so just he's doing what I always wanted to do at the highest level possible. And it made me realize, oh, that's what I want to do. Not, oh, I'm gonna like, oh, I'm gonna post videos on YouTube and it'll be fun. But I was like, oh, like you can make content that would work on YouTube in an extremely professional way that works outside of YouTube. And that just that perspective just changed the way I create. Because Absolutely. Also, here's the thing. I don't want this to be heresy. Inside was adult Silly Songs with Larry. No, true. Because Same vibe. it was funny songs that actually like were really, really well done. I think he's underappreciated as a singer. So like, true. he has an amazing voice. But it was like so much more serious and tackled real things, but was still funny. And so it's almost like a more worldly, like adult silly songs with Larry that also made me think like, oh, it essentially, like you said, it validated what ch like child me wanted, always wanted to do in a way that I had never seen or felt before. Right. So that's what I mean when I say it changed the way I create. It almost like took me back to my roots in a sense, if that makes sense. So, and I think it did that for a lot of people. Yeah. So, I would 10 agree. out of 10. I have it on vinyl. Oh, I will I'm say, so jealous you have it on vinyl. I will say, well, I don't have the big collection because they just released that after I bought it on vinyl. You suck. Anyway. That's always how it works. I will say, Inside is one of those things where, like, 
I have to be in the mood. Like I'm, I don't put inside songs in my playlist because like I have to be like ready for it. That's the difference between us. I have to be. What does that say? ready what does that inside? say about my mental health that i can listen to inside <laughs> anytime i want <laughs> i mean i don't know it can't just, be a good it's, thing it's the kind of thing where i like i appreciate it for the art but i can i can't just pop it on whenever so i can i could listen to inside right now if i wanted to um dang so i guess so, you, you can go again okay here's what i'll say are we gonna do we're gonna do honorable mentions before our last one right I have two. Well, yeah, I also have two. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the plan. Okay. I was yeah. just double checking. Okay. Yeah. My second to last one, which a lot of people might have thought this would be my last one, um, Weathering With You. I don't know. Is Ooh. that another double up? No, that is not a double up. Okay. Um, Weathering With You? I would have put that as your top. I mean, you'll hear my top and you'll like be like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, it's the but, Mario movie. <laughs> of course it is. I've actually seen it. Um, Peak Fiction has changed my life. Uh, weathering with you. Leaving. <laughs> it's okay. It's not Sonic Two. I promise. <laughs> um, weathering with you is. I would. I mean, okay. I'm not gonna say it's the greatest anime film of all time because I can understand from an objective standpoint there are a lot of flaws with it, and I understand mm -hmm. that. But. It is my favorite film of all time. And every time I rewatch it, I just, I find something new in it every single time. And there's not a lot of movies that I can do that with. And the fact that I can do that with Weathering With You speaks volumes. But it's also, and you can go check out the video. Jackson did a video on like four unusual romance movies. I almost said romance anime. That would be wrong. Um, but he talked about in that video how weathering with you follows up on its consequences. Like it threatens, hey, if you do this, there's going to be a consequence. And they're like, okay, we're going to do okay. that. And then they get the consequence. Like it, it doesn't pull its punches in that regard. But it's also just a really compelling movie about this kid who's run away and just wants something completely different out of life and wants to do something new. And I don't want to be that guy. But they do flesh that out a lot more in the manga adaptation. Ooh. And there's there's a lot of stuff from the movie, or there's a lot of stuff from the manga that didn't make it into the movie that kind of helps flesh out their characters more. Mm -hmm. So if you like the movie, I would highly suggest reading the manga. But the movie on its own is standalone. Like, you mm -hmm. can watch the movie on its own and it be a complete good story. And I think that's... Another thing that's missing from a lot of media nowadays is everything has to be a sequel. Everything mm -hmm. has to be part of a franchise. And having a movie like this that can just be a one-and-done singular movie, and it can it can reference and make cameos to previous movies, like the two protagonists from Your Name have cameos in Weathering With You, mm -hmm. which is kind of why I'm hopeful that you know Hina and Hodoka will have cameos in the new movie, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, but you can do that and have it be implied that like they're in the same universe, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be part of a franchise. And that is beautiful. <laughs> love this movie so much. I will sing yeah. its praises till the day I die. This is so. a, one of those rare movies that I could, could and probably will watch until the end of time. Like it's not on my list just cause like there's more influential things. And I think weathering with you for me is more like, that's just an incredible movie. Um, 
So weathering with you, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Banger. So second to last for me, I don't know. I don't know if this will be a surprise to anyone. We'll see. I put as my number two, only murders in the building. Not shocked at all. I'm yeah, surprised it's you not were, your I number one. Now, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Only Murders in the Building transitioned me into adult television. Ah. What I mean what I mean by that. Growing up, like we we talked about this. Growing up in a like a chill homeschool Christian household, you don't watch anything. Like the restrictions are so strict, which I'm very thankful for, but I also was like 17 or 18 before I realized I was old enough to watch those things and out of my own volition was mature enough to decide what I was, what I could watch. And so only murders in the building was like recommended on my Hulu. And I was like, okay, Selena Gomez, Martin short, Steve Martin. Like those are, that's a rad cast. Like, let me just pop it on. My mom was making fun of me. She's like, how's your murder show? And I told her, I was like, it's phenomenal. It's amazing. And so so we, we had a huge group. We called it Murder Night. We ended up with like eight people like watching the show together. And so that experience kind of made me realize the ideal way to watch TV is weekly with a big group. Uh, anything else like is good, but it's like that's the superior way in my opinion. <laughs> so I think that kind of that experience made me like it. I'd also like it made me love Steve Martin, which he's like my favorite actor now, but like watching him in that show made me want to go back to his old movies. And I've watched a ton of his old movies now. And he's like my favorite and I have both of his books. And so just like letting him that introduce me to my new, my favorite actor was incredible. The experience was incredible. And the show itself, like it was one of those like visually was insanely creative and did so many weird visual effects that was just like also kind of weird. And I thought, yes, like this is what I want. So only murders in the building, I think is one of the most recent influences for me. Like just as a person, as a creator, as a group, totally understandable. It is a very good show. I need to watch season two. I still haven't watched season two. I mean, I have access to the Hulu account, so I could totally watch it. Um, Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. All right. I'm going to do all three of mine at once. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause community, we already, we are, we've already talked about community. Um, My second one, Thomas, the tank engine, which we spoiled earlier. Um, Hey, listen, that was my show. I love trains. I still have in our attic right now, um, multiple boxes full of the wooden, like Thomas trains. Mm -hmm. Because my mom was like, listen, I spent a fortune on these things and they don't make them anymore. So they're going to your kids and then they'll go to your kids, kids and their kids, kids, kids. And I'm like, no, you're right. You're so true. Mm -hmm. This will now be a family heirloom that is passed down from generation to generation is these wooden Thomas trains. Um, So yeah, love, love Thomas. And then my third one is one that I didn't think was going to be an honorable mention Mm. until I started looking at like shows that I hadn't added. Mm-hmm. Um, Star versus the Forces of Evil. Ah. It's a Disney Channel show from like 2015. And I would argue, I mean, it's my favorite Disney Channel show. And yes, the ending was not great. I understand. For all fans of the show, you'll know. The ending was kind of rushed. 
that's not the creator's fault, though. That's Disney's fault. So get mad at Disney for that. But it's also just a really cool show. I'll probably make a video on it at some point when I get around to it. I want to rewatch it. I wish I had the time to rewatch more shows. Like, I, I always get so caught up in, like, I want to watch new shows. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I really want to rewatch old shows because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I would also argue. Marco and Star are a great example of how, mm, well, yeah, no, I'll say it. It's a great way to handle going from friends to a relationship in a very realistic way. And that mm-hmm. was probably one of the better aspects of the show. Yeah. It also very much related to my life because I was the kid who wore hoodies, who was a more strict rule follower who had the uh, blonde hair, blue eyed friend who was a lot more rambunctious than I. Um, so relatable in that so sense as go. well. So those are my honorable mentions. What are your, what are yours? Um, honorable mentions. I put inception on there because it's been in my top five favorite movies for, I think 10 years because it was the first cool movie that I saw. I don't think the wonder of Inception will ever die on me. Like, that was the first... That was the movie I watched that I thought, weird, like, cool movies are cool. And, like, that, like, it connected the dots in my brain of, like, movies can be confusing, and that's okay. Like, you can make deeper story. That's probably the deep, the first, like, deep story movie I watched. So, it... But I'm also like, I'm not going and making an Inception fan film. So it didn't make like the top nine, but it's on there. Um, once you said the Polar Express, I had to put. <sighs> I did Elf slash Home Alone because that's, that's two honorable mentions. That's two. That's and I'm two. Sorry. It's not one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to get my Christmas movies in there because I'm like a Christmas movie fiend. I absolutely Same. just eat up Christmas movies. And I think Home Alone even uh, set me up to, like, really enjoy movies like John Wick. Like, just violent movies. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, that makes sense. <laughs> like, it just kind of, like, the ability to, like, laugh at a violent movie, in a sense, and be like, this is kind of rad. I think that's kind of, that kind of helped set up um, that opinion. And Elf, I think, also set up, like, kind of my sense of humor. In a way of like, ah, that's hilarious. Like, he's just goofy. Um, top honorable mention, I gotta say SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Let me tell you, when I say that SpongeBob is the base level of humor for us to be friends, I mean that. If I make a SpongeBob reference and you don't know what I'm saying, it, it hurts me inside. It hurts me inside. It's like me with Jonah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like... It was one of those insanely creative shows that I wasn't allowed to watch Same. after a while. We cut our we cut our cable, but I watched I watched enough of it that... Like, I watched enough of it to where I remember mm, pretty much every episode of the first three or four seasons. And so... I was pretty obsessed, and I see why I wasn't allowed to watch it now. But I watched enough of it for it to alter my brain's chemistry to be like, this is how you be funny. 
I was picking apart the comedy of SpongeBob as a kid. I was like, that's why this is funny. And so I think that's kind of where a lot of my comedic influence came from at an early age. But it's also SpongeBob, so I'm not going to put it in the top nine. Good honorable mentions. The fact that I, I, I've learned so much about SpongeBob just from interacting with people who have seen it. And like, I, I almost, I know it enough to participate in the culture of like, understanding and laughing at spongebob memes mm-hmm. and i can get them enough just from like osmosis from the internet mm-hmm. but that's all i know i never yeah. allowed to watch spongebob as a kid actually i got caught watching spongebob once and lost tv privileges for two weeks wow like not allowed to watch SpongeBob. Wow. that was a hard no um SpongeBob and i'm like you know okay what okay for a while i uh, uh understandable yeah. i respect that hey you're an adult now you can watch every episode of spongebob if you want that's true but do I want to is the question. I could watch anime yes, instead. Yes, you want to. Yes, you want to. No, I to. don't. SpongeBob is my favorite anime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. The show or movie mm-hmm. number that one. impacted us number the one. most. Number, number one. What? Do you want to guess what mine is? Is it Demon Slayer? No, it's not Demon Slayer. <laughs> you think Demon Slayer would go higher than My Hero Academia? I don't know. Um, I You've gotten this question wrong before. Because we've had is. another episode I know where it, it ended this way, and you got it wrong. I know what it is. You ready? It's Star Wars The Clone Wars. It is Star Wars The yes. Clone Wars. You got it this time. Yes, I've learned this my lesson. this. I know I said Ninjago was my show as a kid. This was my show as a kid. I was home every Friday at 5-4 five, five, Central to watch new episodes of The Clone Wars from season four on every week. I was so mad when I would miss a week because we didn't have a DVR to record it. So if I missed it, it was gone. And I would have to pick up the next week and hope that they replayed it before they played the new episode. So then I'd have to be home earlier. I'd have to be home at 4.30, 5.30 Central. And, or that was backwards, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Also... This, the Clone Wars is what got me into Star Wars. That is what made me a Star Wars fan. And I will always cherish the Clone Wars. It's my number one show of all time, above My Hero Academia even. And Ahsoka is my favorite Star Wars character. What can I say? She's awesome. Like, Ahsoka is the character that showed me that girls can be cool. Especially, like, (laughs) no, because, like, I was eight. (laughs) And I was like, ew, <laughs> girls are gross. <laughs> and then I saw Ahsoka and I was like, whoa, girls can be cool and do cool stuff just like guys. Can I quote you on that? And then I saw Ahsoka and said, whoa. <laughs> you got to include the girls can be cool part. Otherwise, it sounds weird. Ahsoka reminded, made me realize <laughs> girls can be cool. He's like, I turned from my misogynist ways <laughs> because of the cool animated Jedi girl. And I she came on screen and I said, wow. <laughs> I mean. Oh. But yeah. That's this, really funny. The Clone Wars is the reason I'm into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's the reason I started making content on YouTube. It's the reason I started writing. It's the reason I went to film school. So, I, yeah, I would say this show, you know, impacted my life a lot. Uh, and that all kind of culminated last year when I got to meet Ashley Eckstein at 
MegaCon while I was in Florida for school. And like, I actually got to meet Ashley Eckstein, Matt Lanter, and James Arnold Taylor, which is Ahsoka, Anakin, and Obi-Wan, respectively. So that was huge for me. And that's like one of my, like, that'll always be one of the greatest moments of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, having kids, no. Getting married, no. Graduating, co- no. Meeting the Clone Wars voice actors, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, hopefully that, my what's hopefully my future wife doesn't come back and listen to this and be like, oh, so you think our marriage oh. is a joke? And I'm like, whoa, 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 listen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I wait, finally wait, got wait, married. Wait, wait, That's wait. not what I meant. Um, it's like that meme where it's like the guy wearing sweats and it's like me at my sister's wedding and then he's wearing a suit and it's like me meeting the Star Wars voice actors. <laughs> me at the Tears of the Kingdom launch. <laughs> Walks in in a full suit and tie. It's great. But yeah, oh. great show. Good. good stuff. Good stuff. So good. All right. My number one. I don't even know what to guess for your number really? one. Really? Really? It's so I obvious. I feel like you've done everything. No. It's not. Duh. Duh. I saw that in your face. You, it immediately it's hit not, you as you were talking about it. It's not. What is it? What is it? Say it. Say my name. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not 30 Rock, is it? No. Oh, okay. It's not 30 Rock. <laughs> No, 30 okay. Rock is good, but it's like not even in my top five favorite sitcoms. What, what can it be? Really? This it's is not so only easy. Murders in the Building. This is so You're easy. You're going to say it and I'm going to feel like an idiot. Yes. Is it a movie or a show? It's a movie. It's a movie? Are you in, seriously? Wait. <laughs> it's so think. easy. <laughs> Try to think. <laughs> <laughs> is it... If I get this wrong, you can just say it. Is it Fantastic Mr. Fox? No. Oh, okay. Do what you not it? know? No, I really, I really don't know. I'm like actually bewildered. You're going to feel so dumb, and I'm so no, I sorry. <laughs> My number one piece here is Ratatouille. See? See? It's not that. It's so obvious. You mean the movie that it's been my personality for two I, years? I genuinely don't know how I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like such a fake friend. I mean, it was it was kind of like Clone Wars the last time we did this, where it was just kind of like, oh, that just didn't. It, it's so obvious that it's that like. It didn't come to mind. It's just like Ratatouille is just a way of life. Yeah. So let me give my, let me give my Ratatouille spiel. So a couple years ago. I wanted to do a project. A project I told Nick. I said, hey, I want to do the Ratatouille-Hamilton crossover because I thought the name Ratatouille-Hamilton was hilarious. And he said, he said, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) That is also true. He said, please do not do that. Here's the thing. I had never seen Hamilton. So I watched Hamilton and I fell in love with that. But I also rewatched Ratatouille and had just this awakening of like this is one of the best movies ever made let me tell you ratatouille is my creative philosophy anyone can cook but only the fearless can be great so that like this movie is what i grew up watching i watched it in my granny's car all the time but it was always like oh yeah it's ratatouille that's a good movie and now i'm like now, literally, I kid you not, two weeks ago, uh, someone that I've never met in my life t- 
touched I felt someone touch my arm. I went, "Hello?" And this person said, "Excuse me, are you Tiny Chef?" And I was like, "I I guess I am." Cuz we worked on I worked on Rat Tat Hamilton. There's a full music video on YouTube and the song is out, Tiny Chef. And I think that creative process of making that it like it actually changed my life. Like making Rat Tat Hamilton that like four minute music video between the song and the music video and editing and everything, like getting the song out and everything. That was an eight month project. I spent eight months getting that thing out. And I still, to this day, I don't think I've made anything better. Like Rat Tat Hamilton might be my peak. And so, and I've gotten to perform it live many times and it goes so hard live and I love it and it's one of those I showed it to my mom because I had told her about all this stuff but I didn't want to show her anything until it was done and I got my whole family in the living room and we watched it on the tv and I look over my mom is just crying she's like it's so good and she said do you know it's good and I went "Mm mm-hmm and she said he knows it's good which is so rare for me because I never know what's good Anytime I make something, I'm always asking eight different people, is this good? Right. But that was the first thing that I had fully confidently put my whole heart like, this is great. This is good. Like, no one can tell me otherwise, and I love this. And so just Ratatouille. And then I got to go to Epcot in the Ratatouille, like the whole world. Like, I had an emotional experience. And so it's like, it's not just my favorite movie. It's not just my comfort movie. It's just, it's a great movie with an incredible story and a great message and like great looking food. But it also just kind of set me up for what I want to do in like, it almost like all of these other shows that set me up for what I want to do. Ratatouille was the one that put a bow on it of like, it is a combination of everything that, I've talked about this entire episode. And so I got there. I made a song. I made a music video. I worked really hard on it. Like, it was funny. It was really high quality. And it was just... It was my magnum opus. Right. Tiny Chef by Jackson Glass. Go listen. And so, that's it. That's my Ratatouille spiel. And it's just an iconic movie. Tiny Chef, Tiny Chef. And there you go. What is his name? There you go. Tiny Chef, Tiny Chef. So true. There you go. Wow. Wow. This is a long wow. episode. It's and I a- felt like, I feel like, I mean, hour and a half. It's not that long. But I also am exhausted because I'm like, man, that was a testimony. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, like that was my be, testimony, actually. This is, um, <laughs> this is what I should be telling like a counselor. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, well, listen, podcast episodes are therapy based. That's like, so true. That is. Think so about true. it that way. Yeah. You know so, what I'm saying? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you made it this far, thanks for listening. I hope you had a good time. I hope this encourages you to make your nine, your three by three, because I had a great time. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until I looked at these shows and thought about it that I realized how much media has impacted me over the years. So, highly recommend to understand yourself and understand other people. Like, I'll probably tell my friends, be like, make a three by three and tell me why. Like, this is such a great way to just grow and expand relationship with people. Hmm? No. Oh, I thought you were trying to say something. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode. Do you have anything else? Or are we good? No, I think we're good. Tune in. 
this time next week. Next week. We're going to review the Super, Super Mario. Mario movie. Woo! It's going to be great. Will it yes. be better than Sonic the Hedgehog 2? We'll see. We'll You'll see. have to tune in and find out. We'll be with Genre Geeks next week for that Returning review. guests, Genre Geeks. What is it with us and getting them on for April yes. video game movies? I love it. I love it. I cannot wait. So, thank you for listening to this episode. Follow us on Instagram at The Nerdiest Podcast to get updates and original content. On YouTube at The Nerdiest Podcast for to watch episodes there. If you're, you're just, And more original content on the YouTube channel. We're kind of fleshing that out, and it's been really successful. So, thank you if you've been watching that. Leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If we get some five-star reviews and you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it out on the show. We have yet to get one, so you could be the first. Could be the leave first. Five, leave five stars. Leave a review. Leave a comment. Tell your friends because word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Ex- tell Hey, if you end up doing a three-by-three, three, let us know. Like, Send a DM. Tag us on your story. Like, Let us know because I want to know everyone's three by threes. This is such a fun exercise that I didn't expect to love as much as I do. So thank you for listening to this episode. We'll see you next week. Until then, uh, bye.